Funding for WPLN News comes from you, our listeners, and Bernstein Private Wealth, working with creators and innovators to invest with intention and build the legacy they want to leave behind. More at Bernstein.com. I'm Khalil A. Colonna, and this is Nashville. Since 2020, Hani Mukta has dazzled Nashville SC fans with his skills on the soccer field. He's regarded as one of the best players in Major League Soccer, and he's got the hardware to prove it. Last year, he brought home the Golden Boot as the top scorer. Oh, yeah, he was also named MVP of the league. While the German native was busy taking the soccer world by storm, he also launched a local youth soccer academy to help introduce the beautiful game to the next generation. Later this hour, we'll talk with Hani Mukta about his upbringing, putting down roots in Nashville, and his hopes for the future. But first, the Environmental Protection Agency is working on a new standard for one type of air pollution. Scientists call it fine particulate matter. But you may think of it as soot. Now, you may be thinking of factories and smokestacks, but these days, big industrial facilities aren't always the main producers of soot. In Nashville, the biggest source can be your car and maybe your home. And there's a good chance that these new EPA rules will tip Nashville into non-attainment, meaning steps would have to be taken to bring levels down. Here to explain this all is WPLN environmental reporter, Caroline Eggers. Caroline, thanks for being here. Welcome back hey. to This Is Nashville. <laughs> Glad to be here. So, okay, so break this down for us. Let's start with the science. What is fine particulate matter? So the technical term is PM 2.5. And that's because it's made up the of these tiny little specks that are no more than 2.5 microns in diameter. So that's like a 30th of a human hair. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this size of pollution matters um, because it's able to easily penetrate into our lungs and into our bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So what are the main sources here in Nashville? So in Nashville, the largest source is our homes and our buildings. And mm. that source is us burning natural gas for our heating and cooking. <laughs> Then cars and trucks are our second biggest source. Then we have some industrial contributors. Nashville's largest stationary source of soot is an automotive uh, glass manufacturer. And then there's some area sources like construction sites and farms. Mm. Now, was any of this surprising? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was actually very surprised that natural gas was the biggest source. Hmm. I mean, natural gas is usually kind of neglected from the conversation on PM 2.5. Not all parts of the country use gas for heating, um, but we do, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it is making us sicker. You know, we've all been hearing lately about how gas stoves are harming us because that we're you know creating particulate matter inside of our homes. Um, but I have seen very little information on how gas heating is call- causing this pollution outdoors. Wow. So... You know, you reported that the EPA is proposing lowering the limits of fine particulate matter from 12 micrograms per cubic meter to 9 or 10. Many listeners may not immediately be able to envision what that means in terms of size, but they can probably understand that's pretty substantial cut. That's a pretty substantial cut in how much soot is allowed into the air. How could this impact us here in Nashville? Well, Nashville is currently at 9.1 based off the latest data. 
So we wouldn't be in line with federal law if they chose nine. So with air pollution, this is called non-attainment. City officials told me this would cost industries a lot of money to install air pollution controls and to monitor their pollution more closely. But since Nashville's largest sources are our homes and cars, it could potentially result in a larger educational effort to cut these, you know, scattered fossil fuel sources. The most effective solution for Nashville would be to get our homes off natural gas and our cars off of oil mm. and onto electricity. And if we cut this pollution, people will be healthier. Well, tell me, how does air pollution affect our health? Yeah. So this type of air pollution really affects our lungs and our heart. So, you know, we're talking about particles that are just, a, you know, less than a few microns big. So asthma and cardiovascular disease are two big concerns. But it's really important to know that air pollution is our largest environmental threat to humans. Mm -hmm. And fine particulate matter is the big one <laughs> out of our different types of air pollution. So when I say environmental, this means it really matters where you live. Mm. So communities that are near roadways or industrial sites have higher risk. And this is one of the reasons that air pollution is such a good example of a health disparity. Okay. Because of how we've located communities historically. And so if we look planet-wide, we know that at least 4 million premature deaths are tied to fine particulate matter each year. 4 million yeah. across the globe. That's globally. Wow. Here in the U.S., we have some estimates around like 200,000 deaths per year. Mm. Still way too many. You know, but thinking about it, it's not just coal that's responsible for fine particulate matter. You... You also said natural gas is a source, which may be surprising to a lot of us. And, you know, this isn't the only situation in which natural gas is being questioned. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I kind of mentioned this earlier, but like a really good case study for this is looking inside homes that use uh, gas stoves. <laughs> so a recent Harvard study found that anyone who has natural gas for cooking can be exposed to particulate matter pollution. It's because of the volatile organic compounds that are being released into the air, they can form this fine particulate matter. Mm. And so this is because these systems can leak gas directly into the home. It's not just when you're cooking, it's what's going on when you're not cooking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but gas for heating is what's polluting our air outside the most. Okay, well, I'm glad I've got an electric stove. <laughs> Caroline Eggers is WPLN's environmental reporter. You can find her story and reporting at WPLN.org. Thanks, Caroline, as always, and thank you for your reporting. Yeah, sure. Thank you. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk one-on-one -on -one with Hani Mukta, the star player for Nashville SC. Tweet us your questions and thoughts at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. Colonna, and this is Nashville. It's soccer season. Nashville SC kicked things off this past Saturday with a 2-0 win over New York City FC. And in the 75th minute of the game, the team's MVP finally took to the pitch. And this is how the crowd reacted. Federation. 
admiration for a man who is just from day one delivered for this club. Five minutes later, Hani Mukta makes an assist to a goal that would seal the win for Nashville SC. That's Hani Mukhtar, the reigning MVP running forward. Hani Mukhtar into the box, hands it off, Schaffelberg! Man, I know that was a great feeling. Hani Mukta joins me now. Hani, thank you for being here. Welcome to This Is Nashville. Hey, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to have you with us, my friend. So, you know, let's start with Saturday's game. How did it feel when you finally took to the field? Yeah, it felt amazing. Um, I I had a not a perfect preseason. Uh, I got hurt uh, early in our preseason. I didn't play any preseason matches. Uh, so it was amazing to, to be back on the field. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward now. Finally, I'm fit. And um, yeah, I'm trying to stay fit and uh, hopefully help with even more minutes um, the team next week. Now, was that injury related to the hip tightness you experienced before the game? Yeah, exactly. So I had a little muscle injury on on my hip, but uh, nothing too serious and nothing too crazy. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't play the preseason games. And you know how it is. Uh, it's 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 important to, to play a couple of friendly games um, before the season starts to get your fitness back. And um, But I'm very happy to be back now. Um, hearing the crowd, uh, how they were cheering for me um, and the big banner before the game. That, that's something special. And um, yeah, I just tried to give something back to, to the fans, to Nashville and uh, help the team. Now, should fans be worried about your injury or we're in the clear? No, no, we are clear now. Uh, hopefully next week I get a couple more minutes and um, then I should be good to go again. All right. Well, you know, this was a home game here at our own Geodis Park, which, of course, only just made its debut at the kickoff of the 2022 season. You know, I wonder, how does it feel to play the first game of the season in our new hometown facility? I mean, I have to say, first of all, I played in big stadiums and uh, probably um, I think my first Bundesliga game was uh, in Allianz Arena. Uh, it's from Bayern Munich, the stadium. Um, but I have to say, Jodas Park is special and um, it feels every time you go on the pitch um, amazing and the crowd is getting better and better. They're cheering for us. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's something amazing what's going on about uh, Nashville SC here in Nashville. So um, I'm excited. The whole team is excited. And yeah, the stadium is amazing. You've played, as you said, in Europe, in big stadiums, in big arenas. What's so special about Nashville SC's fan base? I think what makes uh, the fan base very special is that they are very loyal. Um, last year, we were not necessarily always successful at home games, um, and they were still standing behind us. And I think that that makes the city or the fans so special here for us players. Um, so I think that's that's a very unique thing. Having played in so many different environments, um, I wonder how MLS fans here in America are different than the ones you played in front of when you were playing in Europe? Like, who are the toughest MLL fans, MLS fans, pardon me, to play in front of? I would probably say Philly. Um, yeah, the Philly fans, they, it's very similar like Europe. Um, the, the opponent fans, they're most of the time very mean, um, which is not necessarily a bad, bad thing. Um, 
But um, yeah, I think here the biggest difference is that um, they are very friendly. The if, even if you go to away games, they are not like saying bad stuff to you, uh, which is which is which is nice. Um, I have to say. Um, But also, um, I think we created uh, a very good environment here uh, with the with the national fans. You know, everybody in the sporting world knows that the Philadelphia fans, no matter what the sport is, are notorious for <laughs> giving visitors a hard time. <laughs> It's true, yeah. Okay, so you've been playing for Nashville SC since 2020. Tell us what brought you here to our team. Yeah, um, I had very, very good talks with um, the club, the whole organization. And um, Mike Jacobs, the general manager, um, t um, told me very early on he wanted to build a team around me and that I'm a very, very important piece uh, of the whole organization. Um, and I think that was very special because uh, I, I'm from Europe or I'm from Berlin. And um, when you when you go to a new team, The team is already built and um, you are the missing piece, maybe. But um, there's, <laughs> it doesn't uh, happen often that a general manager says like, hey, we're building a team around you. Um, so that was very special. And um, I felt very welcome from the very first minute here in Nashville. Um, I think the, the people here in Nashville, they are really nice, um, I have to say. Um, I I just fall in love with with the city and um I'm very I mean you can see that on the field that that I'm happy and um during during my career I it was not always that uh, you know I I felt that good where I was or that I was happy at the place where I was um so I really know how to appreciate and I I really appreciate um what I have here and um just trying to to perform week in week out um to give it back to the to the fans and to the city. Mm. You know, that that decision to invest in you and, and make you the pillar of the team is really playing paying off because, I mean, in a short time, you've made quite the name for yourself, not only here in Nashville, but across the country. And in MLS, last year you were named MVP for Major League Soccer. Tell me, what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great or a big honor. Um, there's a lot of talent in this league, uh, big players. Um, the city is growing a lot. Um, I think we're on the right track with Nashville. Um, so just to get to get an award like that um, is amazing. I think now the next steps, what we have to do as a team um, to to get awards, uh, team awards, and um, you know. Uh, To win an MVP is amazing, but in the end, you also win want to win championships, uh, and I think we we have to we have to improve a couple of things, um, but we're on a good good run and good track, and um, yeah, we have to follow um, this role, and um, yeah, hopefully the next years we will bring some silverware to Nashville. Mm -hmm. If you're just tuning in, this is Nashville, and I'm your host, Kaliole Colonna. We're talking this hour with Nashville SC superstar, Hani Mukta. You know, so I, I want to go back to your beginnings. Tell me, when did you first fall in love with the game of soccer or football? Oh, very early on. I think I was three, four years old uh, when I started playing uh, football or soccer uh, in Germany. Um, my dad was... Uh, big into soccer. His dream was to become a professional soccer player. Um, and yeah, 
everyone who who has been to to Germany knows that soccer or football is like the biggest sport uh, down there and um, every kid is dreaming about or most of the kids are dreaming about to become a soccer player and uh, that was for me was my dream very early on um, and I got the chance to to go to one of the best academies in the country um, in Berlin so I, I I was lucky enough and I worked hard and uh, I knew that uh, I want to be, become a soccer player. Mm. Now, you, you, you spoke about your father who grew up in Khartoum, the capital of Sudan, and he had these dreams of playing professional soccer, but he put those aside to really help his children and in your case, help you really realize and actualize your soccer dreams. How did your father influence you as you were going out and pursuing this path. Yeah, like you said, it was also his dream to become a soccer player, but uh, back then in Sudan, you could, or um, still to this day, you cannot really make money out of soccer. And so he decided to to get um, his PhD in Germany, um, you know, to, to provide for his family. And um, I think I, I, I am very, very grateful for that because I know that, um, you know, born and raised in Berlin is uh, is a privilege and um, I know that so I don't take it for granted um, I worked hard um, that I become a soccer player because I know there are millions of kids out there having the same dream so you have to work harder and I think I learned the the fundamentals fundamentals of uh, of the sport or yeah probably in any sport you know that you have to work hard and that you have to work hard harder than the others and um, my dad taught me that from the very, very early days uh, in my career. Now, did your mother take the same approach? Yes, my mom was very supportive. Uh, she, she's, a, she's a mother, you know, like she was always, doesn't matter if I play good, if I want to train or not um, wanted to train, she was always the safe space. And um, yeah, she, she was always there for me. And I think that's also very important that you have the balance, right? That you are very focused, that you work hard and you follow your dreams, but also you're a kid. You need to be a kid. You need to be loved. And, um, yeah, I think there was a very good balance, um, they had, um, or they have. Um, and yeah, I'm grateful that, uh, they helped me and, um, they were always, uh, telling me you have to, if that is your dream, follow it, you know, um, do it uh, and you can do it, you know, and uh, they believed in me and I'm very grateful for that. You know, let, let's go back to your training at the Hertha Berlin, Berlin Youth Soccer Academy that you entered in at age six, which to me is incredibly young, but that's what it takes these days to get a star player like yourself. Tell me, what was that experience like being at the Hertha Berlin Youth Soccer Academy? I mean, Every kid in Berlin wants to go to the Hertha Academy because obviously it's a huge club. Um, you know, they have a first team which plays in the Bundesliga um, and every kid wants to go to the academy. And uh, when you are picked that you're one of the players to go to the academy, uh, that means a lot for you, right? Um, first of all, my mom wasn't very happy about it because it's an hour away from where we live or where we used to live. And um, it's on the other side of the city. So... That was a big problem, but they made it work. Um, they said, hey, if you want it, you can go. Um, we will we will make that work for you. And um, so then I started there. 
Um, and it's not easy, you know, like people think, yeah, he was in the academy and it's, it's like nice to be there. You know, it is a privilege definitely, but also on the other side, it's like every year players get cut, you know, and um, you have that pressure um, very early on. And um, I mean, to make it, the, the goal was every year to make it to the next year, you know, like to make it, okay, now I'm going up, up, up. So that was, that was not easy. And um, there was, I remember there was a couple of times where we had like tournaments, indoor tournaments, and um, they were uh, huge where different Bundesliga clubs came to the tournament and you want to be in there and the coach just choose like eight players um, and you were not in the, in the squad. So there was, these are moments that are very hard for kids, you know, and when you're like 12, 13, you, you don't really understand why, why did the coach um, not pick me, you know, and, um, but it's also good that you, that you learn very early on to, to handle pressure because, um, to play in front of a crowd with like 40,000, 30,000, uh, people, it's, there is pressure on. And, um, I think in every sport is pressure. So it's good for kids to, to learn early on, to, to handle the pressure that it's not when, when the time comes and you dream your whole life about, playing a professional game and then you make your debut and then all of a sudden it's too much for you. So I think it was a very good uh, experiment, uh, experiment and or experience. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I'm very, I'm very happy that I was, I had the privilege to go to a, a really big academy in Germany. You know, what you're saying to me reminds me of the adage in sports where they say it's like uh, 20% training and 80% being able to handle adversity not only in making the squad, but the adversity you face in the game, in the midst of competition. I would even say more, honestly, I would even say more. Like the mental game in any sport is like huge. Uh, I played with a lot of players where I said, okay, maybe their talent skill is not that high, but like their mental, their mental capacity was so high, you know, they could handle pressure anytime, you know, in the game. And um, I would even say it's higher than 20%. So would you say that your experience as a young person, you know, a kid growing up at the academy playing in front of these huge crowds helps to kind of steal an athlete mentally and make them uh, mentally fit and fortified to go out there and to compete at a high level consistently? Yeah, probably. Um, you know, of course, a couple of my teammates back then, they, they, they realized, okay, it's not for them necessarily, you know, the pressure and every time, like they want to be a kid, they want to go out on a weekend, they want to go out with friends, you know, um, which I can understand, but you also realize that very early on. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's good for the kids, to be honest. Now, you know, you went on to lead Germany's under 17 team to a championship title in 2012. And soon after you turned pro at just 18, I think. I was 17. I was 17. Okay, so you were definitely the second youngest player to debut for Hertha BSC in its 131-year history. Talk about pressure. Tell me this. What did turning pro so young, what did that teach you about the business side of the game? I mean, that was that was a dream come true for me. You know, I was born uh, in Berlin and, you know, to, to make your debut for the biggest club in the city and you know that there was there was a there was a dream and I, I I remember the day the coach told me like hey today you will come in to the game and you know I was so happy I was like wow I made it and uh, that was great 
Um, but in general, I think um, for me, it was such an honor because like you said, the club is old. The club is, uh, has been there for a minute. So um, to be the second youngest player, to make a, a debut, that's, that's huge, you know? And uh, I, I knew that uh, and that felt like, I remember like so good for me. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, your, your profile is rising so, so quickly. And deservedly so. You know, there's talk of you being called up to play for the German national team. What would an opportunity like that mean for you? Yeah, I mean, huge. Uh, like I said, when you're a kid, you have like two or three dreams. Uh, one dream is to to become a professional soccer player for your hometown where you grow up. And that the other one is playing for the national team. And uh, I think to play for a national team is something huge and especially... Um, Germany is, I know they didn't do that well uh, in the World Cup, but they are still one of the best um, national teams in the world in soccer. So um, that would be huge and that would be a great honor. We got to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with MLS superstar Hani Mukta. We'll talk about his experience building roots here and calling Nashville home. Tweet us at This Is Nashville. We'll be right back. Khalil Colonna, and this is Nashville. My guest today is Hani Mukta, midfielder for Nashville SC. Last year, he won two of the top awards in the MLS, the Most Valuable Player and the Golden Boot, which is given to the league's top scorer. Before the break, we were talking about how he got his start. Let's talk now about the roots he's planting here in Nashville. Hani Mukta, thanks again for being here with us. Thank you. All right, so you moved here in 2019, right? Beginning of 2020, actually. The first time I came to the U.S. was uh, 2019. So that that was when I signed here. But really uh, living here since um, 2020. Did you come with any friends or family? No, I came alone by myself. Whoa. So tell me what that's like. I mean, were you nervous about moving into a new country by yourself? It's not only a new country, it was a new continent. So I was honestly a little nervous. Um, I mean, with every change a soccer player or an athlete make, uh, there is a risk. Um, but going to a totally new continent and then a new league, obviously. Um, yeah, the, I, I mean, I was nervous, but I knew also that, um, you know, I want to I wanna put in my marks in, in this league and um, show that, you know, who I am and uh, that I am good. Mm-hmm. So you, you came out here and you moved to this new continent, new country and a new city. Did you know much about Nashville before you moved here? Not much, honestly, but um, my mom, my mom is a huge Johnny Cash fan. So obviously I knew a little bit about Nashville, but uh, not too much, to be honest. Well, tell me, what were your initial impressions of Nashville? Very different than Berlin. That was my first impression. Um, But um, very nice. Um, The people are very friendly. And um, like I said, everyone welcomed me with open arms uh, from the very beginning of my time here. And um, 
I think I think Nashville in general fits me very well. Um, the the vibe of the people and um, yeah, in general. You, you said Nashville is very different from Berlin. Tell me more about that. I mean, Berlin is a uh, comparable. You would compare it with probably like New York. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily rough, but uh, in Berlin, everyone is busy with their own life. You know, no one is like when you walk on the street, no one is really asking you like, how are you? Like, hey, how are you? I, I was in the beginning like, do I know him? Do I know this person? Because it was so new to me, like someone you don't know is just asking you, like, how are you? Uh, it's just everything was a little bit more or is a little bit more busier in uh, in uh, Berlin. Here, the lifestyle is very calm, and um, you have you have a you have a good lifestyle. You have a calm lifestyle. I think it's perfect for raising a family and um, yeah, to concentrate on soccer. You know. Um, and when you want to go out, you still have Broadway, you know, it's not that you are like in a small city, you know, you're still like in a very, uh, good sized city. Um, and you have opportunities to, to, to have fun here. Um, and that's definitely not boring, you know? Do you have any wild Broadway stories of when you first arrived? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I went out a couple of times, you know, but not too crazy you know <laughs> nothing to report home about i guess <laughs> i mean it was it was covid you know it was covid yeah okay yeah. so well who showed you around town who were the first people to introduce you to nashville um yeah the the aaron michu and jeff robin um they both work for the club. They they took me out to to Broadway. They showed me a little bit the city and everything, which is uh, what was going on here. And uh, I was very surprised. It's uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's a cool city. It's a fun city. Uh, a lot of young people, and um, yeah, you can do a lot of fun stuff here. I wonder how your difference, your experience has been different because you're a professional athlete and you're the face of the franchise. You know, I'm like I, I'm new to Nashville. I moved here in the, in the fall of 2021, but because of my job and the position sitting in this host chair, I've had an opportunity to learn the city a little bit differently than someone who would move here just because they took on a new career or they decided to move to the South. Have you gotten that feeling like the city has been opened up to you a little bit more because of who you are and what you're doing here? Maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't know. 100% but um yeah it's it's difficult for me to to say because I don't know how it is for other people um which moved to to Nashville but um I think in general honestly like even when my friends uh from Berlin they come uh, visit me here and like they the first thing they're saying like man like everyone is so nice like you can just talk with people um I'm not saying like in Berlin, everyone is rude and uh, miserable and I'm not saying that, but it's just like a different pace of life, you know, like everyone, like if you're in the, in the train, like someone is looking at his phone, the other one is reading a book, like listening to music. No one cares about the other person here. I feel like it's more like people talk with each other, especially like when I go to a dog park or a uh, like everyone wants to talk, I feel like, <laughs> and that's that's very different um, than what I used what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you got a taste of that southern hospitality, and you know, it's something that Nashville is known for. And Nashville is also it's proving to be a significant pl- place in your life. You're reaching career highs here. 
you've met the love of your life, and you have thousands right. of fans. Do you consider Nashville your home? Yeah, it's definitely my second home. Um, uh, Berlin will always be my place. You know, I was born and raised there, but um, I feel very home um, here in Nashville. And uh, like you said, I I met a wonderful woman. I you know I play the best soccer of my career so far. You know, it's it's great uh, right now. Um, so I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, last fall, you opened a soccer academy for Nashville youth. What inspired you to start your own youth academy? Um, yeah, I mean, I was, like you, like we talked about, I, I was running to um, the best uh, youth academy uh, in Berlin and one of the best in, in, in Germany. Um, and I was, I mean, Nashville C does a great job with, uh, with the youth and with our, the next generation. And I think uh, for me to, to give something back to the community um, is a big piece. And um, to opening up my own academy, um, to giving opportunities um, to, to kids, which are maybe not too involved in soccer or not too familiar with soccer, um, and to kids which are very familiar with soccer, which are very good, talented already, um, to make them better. And um, I think that's what um, I feel like, I feel that also as a responsibility that you, that I have to create something, another opportunity for kids. And um, we did we did a fantastic job uh, with the two camps. Now we're trying to, or we are about to open up our own facility to giving more um, practice and uh, training time for the kids and more uh, possibilities. Um, and in general, it's a it's a thing which which I love to do. Also, you know, I love to work with kids. Um, because I was one of them. The, the first thing I always say to them when they see me, they get excited and they're like, wow, can I get a picture? I'm like, hey, like, you know, enjoy the moment right now. Enjoy like to, to, to get the experience from a professional player because I know when I was in their shoes, I was always so nervous. I just wanted to get a picture. And, but like, what really matters is that you, that you talk with the person, that you get to know the soccer player and he can give you maybe an advice. You can learn something from him. And um, like, the first two camps, I can just say like that was an amazing um, uh, outcome. Um, we helped a lot of kids, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm very looking forward to do this in the future. Here, um, we have big plans. We want to help in general the 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 soccer community, um, bringing closer um, soccer to to more and more kids, and um, that will help. Um, I think everyone here in Nashville. Now, you mentioned that you all are working on opening up a facility for training. Tell me more about that. Yeah, it's an old warehouse um, that will be just a temporary um, thing until we find uh, a place where we can build our indoor facility. Um, when I was young, I loved to play indoor uh, soccer. I lo loved to play like 6v6, 5v5. And um, I think there's a lot of outcome um, out of these training sessions. Mm. And... I, I want to build something like that here in Nashville. Uh, when I was younger, we used to go uh, to these indoor facilities and play 5v5 with friends. And um, I learned a lot of stuff. You, learned, uh, you learn how to handle the ball in tight spaces, um, ball control, and um, a lot more. And I think um, that's good for for kids which are not too familiar with soccer. I think it's a good, it's a good start to, to get into sports. Um, 
you you act with uh, different kids. You you need to behave in a team. You need to have your role, and uh, there's a lot of discipline. Um, and I think it's great for kids to to um, to grow their love to the sport. Uh, we all started at at a point, you know. And uh, when for me, it's it the whole thing is worth already if I can bring one kid closer to soccer or falling in love with soccer. You know, that's that's the whole purpose of all that. And I think. Nashville needs that, and um, yeah, if I can, if I can help with that, that's uh, that's the goal. You're you're putting a lot of time and energy into these kids, and as a person who's co- coached little league sports in my past, I know how much a team of people is really needed to help get an endeavor like this off the ground. Who did you recruit to help you build the academy? Um, I recruited like Pete Kipley. Uh, he did. Similar stuff uh, like that. I have uh, a coach who who lived long in uh, Italy. His name is Morgan. Um, he has an A license. Um, very good. A very very talented coach. Uh, still young. I have a couple others. Uh, we are a team of like five, six, seven. Uh, we want to we want to make it bigger. Um, that's right now just the start. We're working hard on the facility to get it ready, and then hopefully. Um, in a month or two months that uh, we can start training with the kids. How does it feel to have such notable players and coaches help you in this mission to achieve this endeavor of bringing soccer to the youth of Nashville? I mean, that's very important to me uh, to offer the kids quality. You know, um, I don't want to put anyone there coaching who has no experience in soccer, you know, and um, before like the training camp, we, we, we had good meetings to to walk through all these exercises, what we want to tell the kids, what we want to teach the kids and um, what they should learn out of that. And um, I think uh, we did a good job in that. Um, everyone who knows me, I love uh, individual stuff. I love uh, one rewinds. I, I think it's very important to work on your technique um, because if you work harder on all your, like on technique and one rewind, you will you will be better in the end on the big field, you know. And um, we did that. It was it was a fun time, and I have to say, when the next time you have a time, you you should come out, you know, to check it out. I'll come out. I played half a season of JV soccer in the ninth grade. Um, so you're fam- familiar with soccer? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm familiar with watching, <laughs> but I'll get out there and I'll, I'll, I'll help kick the ball around the pitch. If you're just tuning in, this is Nashville and I'm your host, Kaliole Colonna. We're talking this hour with MLS superstar, Hani Mukta. So tell me what's the future of soccer in the United States. Our men's national team has notably struggled for years. If we have more academies like yours, what do you think our prospects will be? Like not 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 with mine. Like I think in general, um, the future looks so bright for the U.S. in soccer. Um, the whole MLS they they're making they're making a fantastic job of uh, growing the league, um, giving more exposure also to Europe to to outside of the U.S. Um, and I can see like just for me, from my experience, the day I arrived. No one really cared about uh, about us. Of course, there were like couple people which were already soccer fans. They were excited, but like uh, people which were not that close to soccer, they 
they didn't care. But now, three years later, or three and a half years later, it's massive. Like, I feel like every person I meet, they're telling me, hey, I have a season ticket. You know, just like, that. that's great. And I think um, we, as a whole organization, we did a fantastic job in, uh, in bringing more excitement to 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 like i i don't even know how to how to call like a person who which is not that familiar with uh with soccer you know and um now a lot of people are watching our games uh, we saw that at the first game there was so much excitement amazing atmosphere um and that's that's what the whole country um needs and it would just get better because we are just getting started Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been to, I went to the inaugural game at Geodis Park last year, saw you all on the pitch, and I've been to some Titans games, and I have to say that the energy when you all are playing, Titans fans, they love Titan Blue. They're for it all the da- all the time. Right. But, you know, at, there's an energy there at Geodis Park watching you all. Now, do you think that's because people are just learning about the game, becoming fans, or people have wanted, finally, we have a professional team here for soccer. What do you think is the main catalyst of the fervor that the fans of Nashville SC have? It's probably a mix, uh, because I talked with a couple of people, they, they're already very familiar with soccer. They watch the Premier League, Bundesliga. Um, and then there are other people which never been to a soccer game or they're not even they don't even know the ru- the rules and um i think uh the club made a fantastic job to to um bring soccer to to everyone you know and um that's that's the whole goal because now with the with the with the deal with apple it w- makes makes it even easier to watch all the games to follow the games to to follow us when we play away um so so I'm very excited and with the World Cup coming um 26 which is uh, a scam that we didn't get a uh, a game here in Nashville but um I think in in general it would just grow and grow and grow. We we saw that like so many people now watch the World Cup um and uh, the US did 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 quite well, you know, um better than Germany. <laughs> but um I think there will be a lot of changes in the next years with soccer. Um, we are on the right uh, path and uh, we should just do do what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to ask you a little bit more of a personal question. You know, you are one of the more recognizable people in a city that is full of stars. Are you able to have your space and relative privacy here, living here? depends if i go to broadway <laughs> no but uh if i go to if i go to a nice restaurant um yeah i mean yes definitely um but i i enjoy that that's that's uh, an honor you know like um i don't like when people say yeah but you know then people recognize you that's that's part of it uh, you know you worked your your whole life for that you know and now uh, people are recognizing you saying like hey good job good play or you know that they they want to talk with you that's a that's an honor you know um so i take that i take that uh, in a very good way yeah i mean your face is out there in real life and also in the digital screen we were talking about this earlier before we got started but you're featured in a video game fifa 23 from electronic arts which is incredibly cool i was telling you how my nieces are playing with you and and others other squad members 
you know, do you have people or fans approaching you talking about how they used you in a video game to capture an MLS title? Oh, yeah. Just recently, a new uh, special card came out of me, 87. And I got, I don't know how many messages like, hey, um, you have just three skills. Uh, you know, they are like one to five. Five is the best and everyone wants to have a five skiller. So that means like he can do nice tricks. But I have just in the game three skills. Uh, my weak foot is five, which is pretty nice, but they all complain. And um, I did last year, last year I was in... I was in most of the packs, uh, my team of the season card. Um, and I did like, hey, when you are, I, I posted on TikTok something, when you're the reason why people hate FIFA, you know, that's just like fun stuff. And uh, I think a lot of people like liked it and they're like, man, get out of my picks, uh, packs, you know. Um, so I enjoy that. I mean, I play uh, FIFA all the time. I love Ultimate Team. Uh, you know, it's it's cool. That's that's awesome. I wonder about fantasy soccer. Do people ever come up to you asking you for another assist or another goal so they can win their fantasy soccer match? <laughs> yeah, I, I never heard about like uh, fantasy soccer before, but um, last year I realized like a lot of people like texted me, "Hey, like I got your card at an app. You know, I play fantasy soccer," and I was like, "Dang, that's cool." Uh, so yeah, that's 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 cool. I like that because I know that everyone plays like uh, fantasy football, like American football, you know. But now that we have that in soccer, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Look, you're talking to a fantasy footballer. I might have to take up fantasy football uh, to make my life a little bit less stressful in the fall. So <laughs> moving on, you know, Nashville SC has made the playoffs each of the three seasons you've been here. And I know the season just started this past weekend, but do you think this is the year that the squad makes a deep run in the playoffs? I mean, we have to take it step by step. I learned that during my career, you know, like um, go game by game. And um, for me, the first important step will be like to to save a home spot, you know, to have a home game in the playoffs. Uh, that will make life easier. Um so yeah, we have a we have a very good squad squad, and I think um, we made the right improvements. So we need to we need to uh, win games, and then we go from game to game, and then we will see. How was the team gelling so far this year? Again, we know the season only just started, but having gone through preseason and training camp, how is the team looking? How does it feel to you? The team looks good. I mean, I could watch uh, the first 70 minutes or 75 minutes the last game, and I think we look sharp. Um, we could have scored a couple more goals, but um, I think we look in general very sharp, and uh, it's very exciting. Tell me about your role as a leader. How have you grown into this leadership role for the team? Yeah, um, like I said, from the very beginning, um, the organization told me they want to build the team around me. And um, I know it comes with a lot of responsibility and it comes also with leadership. And um, me, I'm I'm the one, I mean, I talk, obviously, um, but I I like to go or to to talk with performance. And I think that's the, that's the best way um, how you can be a leader, perform, first of all, and then the other will follow and um, I will keep doing it. I will try to perform, get better, work harder and um, 
to to set the standards for for the whole team. Now, tell us which players on your squad on Nashville SC should people be watching for this season? I mean, obviously Walker because he plays for the national team. Shaq Mora is like he he's a great player. Um, I think he should have played in the World Cup a little bit more. Um, I hope he can stay healthy this season. Um, I think I rate him very high. Um, then we have Fafa Pico, a new player on, on the right side. Um, very exciting, very fast. Um, Schaffelberg, who we got last year during the summer. Um, a very, very fast player and he has a lot of potential. And uh, hopefully, I mean, he scored a goal uh, last game. I hope that he can bring it on the field, um, you know, the whole season, the same performance. Um, then we have Randa Leal, who is very talented, obviously. And um, yeah, we have a couple very good players. Um, I probably missed uh, some of them, but um, in general, we look strong and uh, people should be excited. Um, we will we will do everything to be successful. You know, you, you talked about the honor that was bestowed upon you when Nashville SC decided to make you the designated player and build this team around you. And in many ways, you are the pillar for professional soccer here in Nashville, and you accept that responsibility. What are your hopes for Nashville, the city? I mean, there's only one hope. Bring bring a championship to Nashville, bring silverware here to this amazing city, and um, I think the fans deserve that. Hani Mukhtar is the 2022 MVP for Major League Soccer. He's Nashville SC star player. Thank you so much for being with us today and the best of luck to you this season. Thank you so much for having me. Really a pleasure. Oh, hey, and one more thing. Should you make the German national team and somehow you play us in the World Cup or the Olympics, can you just take it easy on us, please? <laughs> I hope I get a call. You know, first I have to get a call in, you know. I have a feeling that call is coming. Hani Mukhtar, again, thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. We want to thank everyone who tuned in this hour. Tomorrow, 10 years ago, Nashville was dubbed the It City. We'll see how that moniker has changed our town. This is Nashville is a production of WPLN News and Nashville Public Radio. Listen back at thisisnashville.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Our producers are Steve Farouche, Rose Gilbert, and Magnolia McKay. Our digital lead is Anna Gallegos Cannon. Michaela Elias is our technical director. Our executive producer is Andrea Tutto. The masterminds behind our theme music are LaRange and Namir Blade. And the conversation doesn't end here. Tweet us at This Is Nashville. Find us on Instagram and tell us what you want from our show by filling out our quick survey online. This is Nashville. I'm Khalil Lake Colonna. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And be good to each other.